Hey, hey, everybody. How are you doing? Round of applause for that game. Kaylee won. I also appreciated the question earlier. I asked some of the girls over there what they would give up, and they would give up eating. So that's going to go really far for them. I know, food. I was kind of confused. I'm excited that you guys are here tonight. Um, this is one of my favorite times, just to stand up here and look at a lot of you out there. So before we start tonight, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight, and uh, thank you for giving this space to learn more about you and what you're doing in our lives, God. I just pray that we would come to you. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. So, this past summer, I transitioned into full-time ministry at Nazareth and with the basic team. Woo! On, uh, on top of working 40 hours a week at the church, I was still working several shifts at the bar and uh, was also working a third job at Sidecar Bakery. I was in six weddings in eight weeks, so I did the math, and I'm a quarter of the way to the gal in 27 dresses, <laughs> so I'll be taking naps afterwards. <laughs> Pretty proud about that. I survived a flooded basement, I ran a half marathon. I hosted two life groups, led a big house small group, volunteered with 4-H, and was attempting to function with friends and family through coffee dates, movie nights, walks, and the list goes on and on. And if you would have asked me how I was doing, I would have said, I'm great, but I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed, I'm busy. And at the beginning of November, I felt like I hit rock bottom. I had ran out of gas. And when I say that I ran out of gas, I really mean that. My car ran out of gas on College Street for the third time this year because I was too busy to fill my gas tank. Shout out to all of you who have pushed me to the gas station who came and filled my gas tank on the side of the road twice. My breakdown on College Street was a true image of my reality. I needed rest, needed a break. I needed the world to stand still for five minutes so I could catch my breath. I needed to refuel. And my car knew it, and my body knew it, and my soul knew it, and Jesus knew that I was done. Have you ever realized you don't know what you don't know? It's kind of weird, but at this point, I was really missing it. I didn't know how empty I had become and how badly I needed rest. The gaslight of my life was low, and it finally shut off. How often do we hear, I'm too busy, I just don't have time, I'm exhausted. I know, I hear it, and I'm also a repeat offender of saying any one of those phrases. So tonight, I wanna to talk about restoration. And I've been telling people that I'm sharing about rest tonight, including my mom today when I was FaceTiming her, 
And I've had a variety of different responses in return, including one where it said, someone uh, said to me, you're about to get humbled by rest. And I was like, okay. <laughs> or they'd say, ooh, I bet you're learning a lot. And my mom was like, what a good person to talk about that. <laughs> and then we laughed together, so I, you know, obviously laughed. And then I was like, a little beaten down about it. Do I really stink this bad at rest? Does everyone else seem to have a better understanding than I do? Does anybody else need a break? This idea of rest and restoration is something that God has really used to show me how much we need him. And I can honestly admit, I believed that because I was bad at this whole rest thing, it would be really easy to teach about. Because I would figure out all the things that I was doing wrong. I'd read a book, listen to some podcasts, and learn how to make rest more a part of my life. And it would all be fixed, and I'd feel better. And it's really funny that I thought it would just happen like that. Through some hard lessons and learning more about rest, God's shown me that we have some yucky habits today. And he's revealed really believable lies, like, I don't need rest or a break, or rest is for the weak-hearted and only sissies take naps. That's right. Or that if I rest, everything I want to do won't get done. Or the busier I am, the more I'm needed. Any of these sound familiar to you? All right. Two things you're going to hear tonight. Rest is needed for our souls in relationship with Jesus. And Jesus rested. So I want to invite you to open your Bibles um, to the book of Matthew, in chapter 11, verse 28. And if you have your Bibles, that's awesome. And if you don't, no worries, because the verse will be on the screen. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, some of you have probably heard this verse before, and if you're like me, you're kind of like, I need some rest. I'm a weary person. I, this soul thing, I got one of those. And then you think, my soul. I thought we were talking about being weary and needing rest. But I think that's where it all starts with our souls, and with your soul. You see, the soul is the essence of who you are. So all of your thoughts and emotions and vibes and feelings, your soul is the deepest part of your inner being. It's the center of your life, and your mind, and your body, and your will. And I wish I could 
do some justice in explaining the gift called the soul. But Dallas Willard, a former psychology professor from USC, said it way better. He said, you are a soul made by God, made for God, and made to need God. Which means you were not made to be self-sufficient. God made something in us to be connected to him and to be with him that lasts forever. Our souls. And I love a lot of things about the Dallas Willard quote. Um, what, what I love most was how he said that we are unable to be self-sufficient in this life and that we're a soul made for God. Not just a body, a brown-haired, five-foot-six human that drinks too much coffee, watches a little bit of Parenthood on Netflix, and sometimes takes a moment to sleep. We're not just an outer shell, but a deep soul. And our soul makes up all that we are, like we talked about. It's the deepest part of you that only God knows. And this is the point where I said, did I miss the importance of this whole soul thing? Why did I not listen more about the significance of taking care of ourselves? Maybe people around you have been saying this to you about the importance of your soul. Or you're just starting to see how more and more every day we not only have a need for rest, but God designed us for this type of rest for our souls. And as humans, you and I make everything seem more important than caring for ourselves and our souls. We put relationships, parties, our image, school, our lives after graduation, everything in front of the regular rhythm of rest. We are constantly concerned about our achievements, about being known by those around us, and being busy that we forget about Jesus. And I think one of the biggest concerns we have is found in a four-letter word, busy. Busy gets in the way of Jesus. Busy attacks our bodies as we try to wake up early and stay up late and constantly push ourselves to move faster and faster and faster. And busy attacks our minds every day when we're thinking about the next thing, the next week, and we spin around and around chasing the what-ifs instead of the here's and now's. Busy attacks our will. And we find ourselves making decisions that are pleasing to others instead of ourselves and God. Busy robs us of enjoying what we do, making us feel obligated to do everything instead of choosing the things that will actually bring us joy. Busy clutters our souls, making rest a transaction rather than a transformation. And when we're busy, we feel trapped. 
We feel like we're going to disappoint someone or explode if we add one more thing to the list. And we don't see our need for God, and we don't see him at all. And that is a scary place. Do you ever find yourself thinking, quiet time? That sounds too vulnerable. Time to reflect? That sounds like a waste of the few waking hours I have every day. You think God wants me to be still? Are you sure? Because I love being busy with all the things that I do. We think busy will keep us happy forever. According to dictionary.com, rest is a verb which states to cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, recover strength. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says in verse 28, come to me. And at that point, he's inviting everyone to be with him. And then I feel like the verses that follow just continue to get sweeter and sweeter. And the promises found in Jesus are screaming from these pages. Jesus goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So all of our pain and hurt and anxiety, uncertainty and joy, happiness. Jesus says whatever we have, it isn't too much for him. He's inviting us to learn from him. Jesus says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What does real rest look like for you? Is it rest from something or an actual space to have rest? Do you trust God to let go of everything that you have and find rest in all that he has for you? Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is your soul found in Jesus? Do you feel his peace and see his light? Like many of you, I have and am still trying to work on my unhealthy view of rest and my need for it. When I started college almost six years ago, <laughs> I fell into the next week and what if trap. And I bet this sounds familiar. I'd say next week, I'll be less busier next week. Or if I don't do this, what am I gonna miss out on? And the weeks just kept passing and passing, and I wasn't getting any less busy. Rest was viewed as a part of my sleep schedule, and it was one free night a week. And rest was the recovery for my long days. And then I remember hearing, college is the least busy and the least stressed that you'd ever be. 
At this point, I was done. I was like, all right. See you later, guys. A lot of times, we just go through the motions of mending and fixing and realigning and never really knowing the importance of deep, rhythmic connection to Jesus. Rest wasn't designed to be a suggestion to live a good life. It was something I needed. I think it's something that we need. It was something I craved and I fought for. And I think it's something that we crave and we try and fight for. Rest is the promise that Jesus cares for us and it's the spiritual rhythm that promises long-lasting life in him. In order to feel rested, we have to make ourselves retreat in whatever way God asks us. So we pray, or we choose to be in scripture, or we worship with one another, or we spend time in creation. And it's this rest that will lead us to restoration. And for me, rest looks like walking in the snow on a Tuesday night down Main Street and thinking about nothing. And for you, it might be going to a cabin for a week to go fishing. Or sitting with some family and friends just to catch up on a long weekend. Or being by yourself with a good book and a journal. Whatever it is for you, when you give him space to change you and give yourself time to reflect on what he's trying to teach you, it is in these moments that you will be restored. And the really great thing is that Jesus taught us about this type of restoration. As Rachel shared last week, Jesus was a busy man. And throughout the New Testament, we see Jesus constantly facing situations of stress and difficulty. But in the midst of it all, Jesus rested. I know it seems so simple, but I think we miss it a lot. Jesus found rest with his Father and made time to do it daily. Um, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, right at the beginning, Paul writes about running the race of life with Jesus. And if you know anything about running, you know it takes endurance and commitment and energy. Something that rest requires also. And Paul writes about even in the darkness of this life, Jesus wants to connect with us. To encourage us and to protect us from being weary or faint-hearted. He promises restoration for a long race with him. And he teaches us how to do it in and throughout all of scripture. Earlier this week, I was talking about rest with a friend who shared this story with me. A married couple sat down to work on their finances one night at the kitchen table. And at the end of their budgeting session, they had realized um, they had come up slightly lower than what they anticipated. So after a few moments, the wife looked at the husband and she said, I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for this house. And in return, 
The husband replied, I'm thankful for the dog, men. <laughs> Kidding, not. Um, but then he replied, I'm thankful for you and our jobs. And the list of things that they were thankful for went on and on. And slowly, the anxiety and the worry subsided about their finances, and a peace came over them. They were no longer worried about all the things they didn't have. And they started to see the things that they'd been given. For them, it was restorative to focus on all the things from God. And their minds shifted from providing for themselves, for their family, for their souls, and they looked to Jesus, their soul provider. They made room for Jesus to fill their souls with rest and peace. And I love that story because I think it's just one example of how someone finds rest for their souls. And it's encouraging to remember that rest looks different for each and every one of us. So tonight, I want to ask you, how many times do you feel exhausted or busy? How often do you cry out for your souls to find rest? What are you doing to find real rhythm of rest for your souls? My prayer is that you're reminded that it's good, it's really good to choose rest. And remember that it's needed for our relationship with Jesus. And Jesus rested. I pray that you find your path to rest and restoration. And the belief that God is right there with you, waiting to hear from you. To continue to know the depth of your soul. And for you to find rest in him. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. I think there's something powerful about being in a quiet room with hundreds of people, all searching and praying and seeking God. And I hope in these next few moments as we sit here together, you will find areas in your life that need rest. Maybe rest from your family or your friends, a student organization, a roommate, your weekend lifestyle, and for the next few minutes, we have no agenda, no distractions, no noise, just time. Amen.
Father God, search our souls. Hear our cries to you. Help us to feel rest. To let us know that we're restored through you. And God, I just pray that whatever we have on our hearts or in our mind, that we hold in our hands and let it fall to the floor. Let us see you, Father.